Welcome back to another episode of Sketch Nerds, brought to you by Bad Medicine, DC's best sketch comedy about the worst of humanity. Here on Sketch Nerds, we break down sketch comedy. What works, what doesn't work, what we like, what we don't like, and why. Today, we have a very special episode coming to you from the Women in Comedy Festival, sponsored by HBO. All the way from Boston, Massachusetts, comedian Elizabeth E.K. Kemp and our producer, Isaiah Hedden, sat down with Erica McIntyre. Erica has been performing improv and sketch comedy in Seattle for the past five years. She is currently a member of improv teams Captain and Yeah, Okay, as well as a producer of 10% Luck, the monthly stand-up and improv show. Recently, she has participated as a performer in Upright Citizens Brigade's Del Close Marathon, the Seattle Fringe Festival, and the Intersections Festival in Seattle. Today, she has brought us a sketch from Portlandia. You can find information about this podcast as well as the sketch we are going to be discussing at badmedicinecomedy.com slash sketchnerds. Joining us today on Sketch Nerds is Erica McIntyre, the host of Mindmentum, a TED-inspired sketch show that is playing here at the Women in Comedy Festival in Boston. So, Erica, thank you for joining us. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Just right out of the gate, what... What brought you to comedy? What inspires you? What turns you on about comedy as a medium? Yeah, so um, I've, well, I started out doing improv as one does in college, like the college improv group. And then after college, um, I did a little bit of like open micy stand-up stuff just to get it out there and kind of experiment with that. Um, and then I went back to doing more improv in Seattle where I'm from and so right now I'm in a couple different long-form improv groups, uh, and I started writing sketch with my friends, and we did a first sketch show, and I really liked it, and one of my friends did a uh, solo sketch show, and I was like, wait a minute, that would kind of combine sketch with stand-up with improv, and so that's how I created Mindmentum <laughs> as a, like a solo project for a theater, and that's basically it for comedy, do a lot of improv, yeah. Wow. So how, how long have you been doing this show now? So this show, I've actually only performed it one time. So I've been practicing and editing it a lot. There's a theater in Seattle that I really like called the Pocket Theater. And their basically mission statement is to allow artists to really experiment and do really cool stuff. And because of that, artists don't have to pay to perform there. Oh, so wow. they do a lot of theme months. And so the great thing about like Seattle scene and the fringe kind of comedy scene there is that it's very just try to do stuff that's really authentic and really fun. So they did a whole month of solo shows. They could be comedy, they could be anything that you wanted, and you got wow. 25 minutes to do whatever you wanted. And so that was the push that was like, huh. maybe I'll just try this out. I have this concept that I think is fun. And so I did it for that month, and it was just such a fun show because TED Talks are just ripe to parody. <laughs> and... Um, <laughs> I did the show there, and I got a video of it, and I was like, let's apply for Women in Comedy this year. <laughs> Why not? Yeah, and so I've been just kind of doing it for friends and editing. But I'm going to try to take it um, to more sketch shows after this, and I'm performing a longer version of it back in Seattle. So, Wow, all right. Well, yeah. you've, you've sold me on the Seattle scene. <laughs> You're a resident of the Pacific Northwest. Mm -hmm. It's no surprise then that you're you're coming to us today to talk about a sketch from Portlandia. Yes, absolutely. Did you read it? Walk us through it. So the sketch in Portlandia um, that I brought is the Did You Read It sketch. And what happens in the sketch is that it's two people either at a brunch place or a coffee place. Both are 
basically my second home base in Seattle, and for like most Pacific Northwesterners. And they're talking about very specific, I think it gets broad and then it gets more specific articles and if they've read it. And it starts to become almost like a ping pong game of really fast back and forth of who's read the most obscure article until it just kind of tornadoes and cascades and they just start eating the paper and then they run across the street to read a phone book. But it's so Northwest and that's what I love about this sketch. And here's a clip. Did you read that thing in Mother Jones about eco-chairs and eco-ways to sit? I did. Yeah. I did. Did you read that thing in Spain about all the festivals? Uh-huh. Did you read that thing in Pace? It was about the National. Oh, I saw that. Did you read that thing in Dwell about all the mid-century houses? Yeah. Did you read the New York Times? Yes. New York Observer? Yes. Washington Post? Yes. Wall Street Journal? Of course I read it. Did you read that steampunk article in Boing Boing? I did not like the end of it. Did you read that skywriting over the Willamette River? Yes. Did you read that fortune cookie? Yes. From last night? Yes. Did you read it? Yes. There were two. Yes. Did you read that thing that guy wrote in the sand on the beach? Yeah. Did you read the Portland Mercury? Yeah. Did you read the Willamette Week? Yeah. Did you read the Seattle Stranger? Beginning to end. So, why'd you pick this one? Yeah, so there's a couple reasons. First of all, I love Portlandia. Yeah. Uh, Portlandia was actually one of the first sketch shows I was ever really into before I even started doing comedy. And I remember my dad being like, you want to see this weird show on IFC? And I was like, okay, and I started watching it. Um, Portlandia appeals to me so much because Fred and Carrie used to be musicians. So they're not Ooh. trained comics, really. They really? kind of started, yeah, because Carrie Brownstein is the lead in Sleater Kenny. And then they met... And they started the project to just hang out with each other. And they started just doing videos online. And so one thing that really appeals to me about them is that Carrie Brownstein is not an actress. She's a musician. And Mm -hmm. it's just doing sketch that's fun and funny. And it's not trying to be a, we're going to make the most perfect product. We're going to make the headiest, you know, I guess, like most technical comedy. It's too friends kind of having fun. And so that really appeals to me. The other thing about Portlandia is that um, I am, I'm always interested with sketch of who is this sketch for and if who are you writing it for? And I think with Portlandia, they do such a good job capturing the Pacific Northwest and all the different things. And I love the idea of um, writing what you know and making fun of what you know. Because I enjoyed Portlandia before moving to Seattle. And then when I moved to Seattle, I was like, I get it. Was that the reason why you moved to Seattle? (laughs) That's it. (laughs) I wish it was. No, I ended up going to college out there. But um, yeah, so with Portlandia, I think that it's writing something that you know and something that you think is fun and just seeing if people are attracted to it. And that idea and concept is what I really like about sketch and what I really like about comedy. Um, This sketch in particular, it's interesting because we're in Boston this weekend for Women in Comedy, which is awesome. Um, But I was talking to my East Coast friends, and they brought up this point with East Coasters. And I don't know how true this is not, but it's kind of like how much schooling you had is your social currency and how many master's degrees and how many doctorate. And Pacific North is more like how how worldly are you? How many (laughs) podcasts do you listen to? How many articles do you read? So I think with the Have You Read It sketch— it really captures that kind of snotty pride of really either like knowing weird literature, like being a consumer of all this media. And I think that that's pretty relatable. Yeah, you know, it's funny. As you say that, I'm, I'm thinking back now on the, the, a video sketch that we did actually called What Do You Do? Which is Super essentially... DC. 
which is yeah. super DC. It's super DC, uh, and it really is that same issue of your your sort of social currency is where you work or who you work for, uh-huh. where you went to school. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I, I was I was going to pose you the question to you about you know does this does the humor of this sketch rely on knowing kind of what a hipster is or what who that Portlandia person is? But as you say that. It, it really doesn't. I don't yeah. think it's, it's much more relatable than that. I also like this because I like sketch that peeks into different worlds. And so I think like peeking into different regions and seeing what they tick is something that's always really fun for me. And I love those subculture sketches that they do with Portlandia, like the goths and mm-hmm. the like all yeah. that kind of thing. I just think that's so fun. And They do bridge a lot of genres on that show. Yeah. It's, it's really impressive. Yeah. <laughs> Even local government. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so I think you said before they're we're they're obviously just sitting there in what appears to be a casual coffee brunch, and there's there's a third person there. Yeah. Um, who who is just silent for the most <laughs> part, and watching this all unfold. And I know one of the things that we always consider as we're writing a sketch, especially for live performances. Do you need that element there? Mm. And so, as as we're watching this, you know, what's what is that third person doing there? If you know, does it does that person need to be there? So, how I interpret it, and I just background, I haven't had a lot of formal sketch training. So, the way that I write and view sketches is very improv heavy. And so, I know in improv, you have to really establish like a base, a base reality, something that grounds things. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if it gets absurd, it's being observed in a grounded way. So, the way that I interpret the third person in the coffee shop is because the sketch is so absurd, having a regular person there making it like, oh, this is still a real place. This is not just absurdity in absurdity. For me, I interpret the third person as the grounding. I thought it was a good way to show that this was friends hanging out and not like two people on a date or like first meeting up so that I mean, I've had that conversation with people being like, oh, did you see that thing on BuzzFeed? Or, And that's not a conversation I'm going to have with someone on a, I'm on a date with. Yeah. So like it helped, like you said, it grounds it, normalizes the situation. So it gives us a starting point. I just think it's funny that as things get crazier, that person almost doesn't react until they start eating the paper. And then yeah. you kind of get a little like, whoa, what's going on here? It's <laughs> yeah. like, you just sat through them yelling at each other about random stuff. What are you taught? Like, why is this the moment? Yeah, that you choose to to react. Yeah. My my only takeaway from your from what you just said is that you clearly need to eavesdrop on more dates and. Dates oh and yeah, <laughs> <laughs> those conversations are happening all the oh, time. I, was, I don't think you guys are going to work out. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking about this sketch as I was walking over here, and I was like, "This is so absurd." I I remember two Fridays ago, I went and got a cocktail with a friend, and we talked about the Yale online happiness class, and I was just like, "What? We what? were that sketch." What, yeah. What is that? Oh my gosh, it's amazing. There's a, the most famous class at Yale about like the the psychology of being a happy person is now Wait, online is, for free. Is it the guy from the TED Talk who does the retirement ads? I don't know if that's him or if it's somebody <laughs> like it's a nice Yale lady teacher. And oh her, no, definitely a different. Person. Maybe they had the curriculum or something, but huh. it's really good. But I was just thinking about the sketch. I'm like, that's not real. And then I was like, oh, oh no, I just lived it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so another thing that we we thought about with this one was the ending. Yeah. So I personally think finding a way to end a sketch can sometimes be the most challenging thing about a it sketch, is, about really storytelling is. in general. And 
killing somebody <laughs> or just having them freak out and storm off is a surefire way to just communicate very clearly that you are at the end. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and that's exactly what happens here. Um, it doesn't feel totally unnatural that it ends that way, but, you know, was is there a different way to approach the ending here? Or, you know, does this feel like they just needed to end it, and so this is just how it happened? The way that I see it is I love the button at the end of the sketch, because when I'm writing sketches, I feel like sometimes the hardest thing for me is finding a line at the end that ends it and is funny but not corny. Mm. And um, I loved just, like, the simple do not walk. And they're like, can you read that? And so I feel like to make that joke, they had to get hit by a car. Okay. So it oh. wasn't like killing them to end it. It was more like I, to say that line. I, that's how I interpreted it. Or at least get, get injured. Yeah. And the other thing about Sketch 2 is um, going back to kind of, like, more improv framework is when something's just getting heightened so quickly, mm-hmm. how do you really end that heightening, right? Like, for me, um, I don't, if you, if you heighten and heighten and heighten and it gets so crazy, then it just kind of spirals. And so I felt like the yeah. button and the getting hit by a car was just a nice way to, like, cap it. It is a nice contrast. You have that extreme ending and then something that is as simple as, like, reading this, like, Two words. Yeah. Two words. <laughs> yeah. Walk. Though so when they they cut to the One phone word. book, I really wanted to see them just saying names back and forth oh, as they're flipping so through it. I was like great. getting excited to see that moment. And then they, they get hit. And I'm like, but the phone book. So <laughs> I don't know. I, I think that might have been, you could almost have ended with them literally going page by page, just reading, reading. And you just kind of like leave them there in that space where they've, for all time, they'll be sitting there just reading things to I also, each other. I feel like the game was so fast and like the fun of that sketch was so quick and the editing was so quick that I liked that it was just a short sketch. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that was the right timeline. Yeah. Nailed it, seriously. Well, yeah, and it, and it actually occurs to me as they almost couldn't read the phone book because at that point they had already gone beyond reading and actually just eating paper. And so they're really, I don't know, maybe there really not, was nowhere else to go but to kill them. In the yeah. <laughs> like they can't, they can't read anymore. They can't eat anymore. Like, I don't know. I don't know. But so so one of the things I, I happen to love about Portlandia is the pacing. And if you binge watch it, you can almost, anticipate where it's going to speed up and, you know, they're going to be very quick cuts. And it's one of the fascinating things to me to consider, could you do this live? Yeah. And it's so fast. So fast. Uh, and And even the quick takes back and forth where you see the growing intensity of the faces. I mean, I, I don't know, I don't know that you could do this live and get that same impact. I don't think you can. And the other thing is, is that another thing that I'm so attracted to about Portlandia is Fred Armisen's timing sometimes is so wonky. Yeah. Yeah. Where it kind of, whenever his characters, you kind of think they're done and then they kind of keep talking and then they talk a little bit more and then, and they're done. Yeah. And that's very hard to get right on the fly, potentially. Yeah. But the editing in this is very, I like how fast the edits are. Yeah. You cannot do that live because it literally cut like sometimes right at the beginning and the ending of the word. It would be, it would have to be a louder sketch if you were going to do it live. Yeah. Like people would have to be more animated, more bigger, and just be more in their face. Like I think the acting could, was subtle in the video, 
But on stage, they would have to stand up, then stand on the table, then stand on the chair. Like they would have to like literally get in each other's faces so you could feel that that escalation. Where in the footage, you know, um, you can edit that pacing and get it there. And so I mm-hmm. think the climb to that point when um, the Maggie character, I guess, walks mm-hmm. in yeah. would be completely different if you did it on stage. I think it's funniest as a video. Yeah. I still think it would be funny to see on stage if you did it right. If you had the right yeah. people with the right chemistry, but you wouldn't be able to have them run across the street and get hit. So I don't mm-hmm. know how you would end oh, the stage. Oh, I don't version. know, Isaiah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's bring Everybody the car production value. Um, you could cheat man, with some sound effects and a blackout. Yeah. <laughs> One of the things that I liked, because we're talking about pacing, is they repeated shots, I'm pretty sure. Yes. Yep. And is that, you know, is that a good joke? Or is that, like, just weird? I think my, the reason why I like Portlandia is it is weird. I like it because it kind of breaks some of the rules a little bit. And one thing that appeals to me is I'm the kind of person that I'm like, funny is funny. <laughs> and I think that sometimes with sketch, people get so in their heads about editing and trying to make these statements and these points that it loses the like, is this just funny? And I think the repeating to me, it just makes it fun and it makes it funny to watch and it's not overly repeated to the word like where the gimmick is the repeating mm-hmm. mm. uh, yeah i know it's this, very tim and eric the yeah gimmick becomes the yeah exactly the joke. yeah <laughs> the standout line in this whole sketch for me since we're since we're talking about the repeating elements is fred armison's i didn't like the ending yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i love it <laughs> and it was something that like what that doesn't yeah. have an ending but <laughs> Archie, no, it was Mad Comics or something. (laughs) The other thing that I love about this, and I forgot to mention this, and what I love about Portlandia is the specificity is so good. And they named a couple Seattle regional publications in that sketch that it was like little bonus jokes Mm. that was like, oh, I love this. I bet you the show is funnier if you live there. It might I bet you be. it is. I bet you it's like, it's funny because like, oh, they're making fun of hipsters. But like if you're there and you're like, I've been there and I've seen this thing they're talking about, it's so much more funnier. Yeah. Or you might have the girl's problem where it just, it feels. Oh, too real. Too real. A little bit. And then you just sort of cringe. The TV show like, Girls? Yeah. 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 I've I, heard, oh, sorry. Oh, no. I, I just remember seeing that like the, the warehouse party episode of that and thinking <laughs> like, yeah, I went to that party. I'm not proud of it. I'm not, I'm just going to. Whew. <laughs> I need a minute. <laughs> I've heard 30 Rock is really great if you've lived in New York. Really? They have a lot of hidden little quips in there that my New York friends have said, like, oh, that was so smart. It's, it's probably my top three favorite comedy show of all time. Is yeah. 30 Rock. That was yeah. a great binge. It was good. No regrets. Was there anything with this sketch, if you had your druthers, what would you go back and maybe try to do differently or what could work better? So... One thing that I was thinking about was I really like it in sketch when things are rested a little bit. So I think it would be funny if when the third person joins the table, they just have a normal conversation for a little bit to, like, stretch out that beat. So, like, after the craziness, they talk about brunch, or they're like, oh, hey, how are you? How was your dog? Which is, I think, a pretty Portlandia thing to do as well. So it kind of surprised me that it moved on so fast. So I think it would be really satisfying after the energy is so chaotic to drop it and have a little bit of a normal conversation. And then the publication of like the, the magazine is brought out and it gets and back get, to that that's crazy. That's what triggers it, yeah. I oh. love that in sketch comedy. is a good, well-timed rest. 
Yeah, that'd be a great ad there. Isaiah? I think if I was going to change anything, I, I get the don't walk joke, but I feel like it's not as big as it could have been of a joke to end on. Like, I don't know. I don't, mm. Like, make it funnier. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but, like, there could have been a stronger joke. I feel like that still was, it was complicated to get how they got there, but it wasn't as strong. as. So I would probably try and change what that is. Because, like, we're hearing a voice of someone, I guess, is the driver of the car saying, hey, can't you see, blah, 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 blah. Like, they introduce a new character at the end to kind of say the punchline. Yeah. You know, maybe it would be better if, like, Maggie comes running out telling them not to cross, and they get hit, and then she's like, what, can't you? Like, you know, I don't know, introducing that last, something about that at the end, introducing that character and that voice off camera just seemed, like, seemed off. Mm. I'm not exactly sure what it was specifically, but that just, that felt off to me. I don't know. See, I'd almost go the other way and say, I mean, Portlandia, I think you you said it before, they, they break rules, and they kind of subvert patterns that you you might expect even if you know a lot about sketch comedy and i almost want them to come to that point where one of them actually has to say or admits no i haven't Ooh. read that and, and that might are, have been a great way to what are the it. consequences yeah. of that or are there any real consequences of it and that just sort of ends the competition Someone and then they wins. just eat their eggs or their muffin or whatever. They go back to being normal yeah. and have to take the paper out of their mouths. Like, <laughs> guess you're right. You're more hipster than I am. Yeah. And I feel like with Portlandia sometimes, I'm trying to think of an example. Of course I can't. But um, it's they'll show you kind of like the consequences, but super elevated, you know? So it's like if it's no, maybe they're like isolated or, you know what I mean? Or <laughs> Something or I also kind of like it spirals into absurdity and they're eating so much and you just see them in a room of phone books eating or they you have know, to return something. their hipster card and <laughs> or they're in the Powell's. Group. Yeah, <laughs> like, I have a question Could you do this, but it'd be a different topic? Like, is there something else besides the reading? Have you read this that you could do? I mean, I understand, like, have you heard this band is kind of very similar, but is yeah. there something else that kind of carries that same one upmanship that you could then like? build off of. I totally think so because I think like the overall theme of it is trying to elevate yourself with a social currency that's being mm. used. So it could be like college students taking the most obscure class. It could be like, you know, restaurateurs, did you eat that? You know, maybe people in DC, did you have that internship? Like Yeah. Um, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think of like Congressman this. Yeah. <laughs> Or just anything that's kind of a... Um, social currency. Yeah, or even I think it'd be interesting to, like, one social currency that I, I hate as a thing is how busy someone is. So busy, so busy. Yeah, I'm yeah. So, busy. so busy. I literally can't. I can't do that. You know, I have this, I'm doing this, I'm doing this. So I love that concept, though, of using something that we really, yeah, whatever that kind of currency is that you're using and just blowing it up. That would be a good sketch. Uh, so busy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. In DC. Oh, DC God. people loved EDC, <laughs> loved ETC content up. And mm-hmm. that would be that would be definitely a good one. And I also yeah. think that's interesting, and I'd love to hear what you think is um writing sketch that makes a certain group of people be like, I get it, or I've been there is kind of special or you know, content specific sketch for like Yeah. I mean, I mean I I keep coming back to the so what what do you do? Um, just because that is, while we while we oftentimes strive to to write 
content that is not specific to DC culture. Not politics, mm. not Trump. <laughs> um, you know, that one, just because it was such a common experience for everyone in our sketch group, um, it's, it, it started off as something that we thought, you know, would, would resonate. It certainly resonated with everyone in our group, uh, but then to see how how much it did resonate with everyone in in DC, I think it's it's still one of our most successful things. In in part just because of that, it's it's something that's so common to the experience there, and it is that that social currency element. Yeah. Shout out to Jess for making it happen. <laughs> yeah, Jess Randazzo. <laughs> This podcast is brought to you by the sketch comedy troupe Bad Medicine, DC's best sketch comedy about the worst of humanity. Visit badmedicinecomedy.com for info about live shows, workshops, and t-shirts for people who love comedy. So it's time for our final thoughts. Erica is our guest. Why don't you come up with a rating system for how we rate this sketch today? Excellent. Okay, so my rating system is going to be a, a difficulty level. So um, maybe one fish, two fish, red fish, blue fish as like the, you know, I really didn't like it, simple. And maybe um, New York Times review of a a gallery opening perhaps or I don't know. Wow. Mm. Famous piece in literature could be like the hardest, therefore the most. Yeah, like War and Peace. Versus <laughs> Is it a gallery opening that's well-received or one that is getting panned? Ooh, maybe like getting panned or I don't right. know, something really technical. Uh, I would I would personally give this sketch maybe um, like a, a NASA scientist research paper rating. Wow, okay. Um, <laughs> because I just, I love this sketch. It mixes everything that I love about good sketch. I like timing. I like silliness. I like very specific references and I like, I just love Portlandia. So (laughs) I just love this sketch. I think I too would have to give it a very high and complicated because the speed of the sketch is really what impresses me the most. It's so fast and and you can follow along and you hear everything clearly and you understand what they're doing. And like the little offside comments are even funnier than just saying, I read it, I read it, I read it. Oh, I didn't like the ending. Like that stuff works so well. I know a lot of people who work with rats and huh. to you know test them and kill them and all that stuff. So I would take one of their research papers, uh, <laughs> and that would be how I would rate this sketch. All right, I'm going to give this. Not even give it a specific example of Russian literature, but let's just say it's like a <laughs> like a deep cut of, in Russian literature, just because it's there's a lot. Even for a, a sketch that's a minute and a half, there's a lot there and a lot to wade through just in terms of the, the technique, the acting, the editing. Yeah. The, uh, every layer hits and makes this work. Um, and, and yet, as we just decided today, there are, there are still multiple things that you could do differently and different things to explore. There's, there's a lot going on here, a lot yet to explore. Erica, thank you very much for joining us. Yeah, thank you for having me and let me talk about Pacific Northwest Pacific Comedy. <laughs> <laughs> well, is our can our listeners find you on social media or? Yeah, so um, ways you can find me. I do uh, primarily a lot of improv since my show for Women in Comedy Festival doesn't have a regular run. I'm in an all female group called Captain. You can find us on Facebook. I'm in a long form team called Yeah Okay, 
And I'm the producer of 10% Luck, which is a comedy show in Seattle that combines stand-up comedy and improv. So you can find us all on Facebook. Awesome. Thank you for coming. Wonderful to have you today. And best of luck with your show. Yeah, thanks. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Sketch Nerds. A special thanks to our guest, Erica McIntyre, for being on today's show. Listeners, please like, share, and subscribe. If you have a sketch you are interested in us breaking down, please send it to us. We'd love to do that. You can find out more about Sketch Nerds and Bad Medicine at badmedicinecomedy.com sketchnerds, where you can also find links to the sketches that we discussed today. You can find this podcast and previous episodes wherever you get your podcasts. For Erica McIntyre, Elizabeth E.K. Kemp, and our producer, Isaiah Hedden, I'm Andy Weld. Thanks for listening to Sketch Nerds. This episode was produced by Isaiah Hedden and recorded in Washington, D.C. The closing music tracks were provided by SoundtrackForEverything.com. All clips in this podcast were used in compliance with the U.S. Copyrights Act Fair Use Exemption for criticism and commentary. The Sketch Nerds podcast is brought to you by the sketch comedy group Bad Medicine, D.C.'s best sketch comedy about the worst of humanity. For showtimes, videos, and funny t-shirts, please visit BadMedicineComedy.com.